This is Real Estate Rookie episode 204. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I'm here with my co-host, Tony Robinson. And welcome to the Real Estate Rookie podcast, where every week, twice a week, we bring you the inspiration, information, and stories you need to hear to kickstart your investing journey. And one of the things we like to do when we start off is read some of the wonderful reviews that have come in for this podcast from the folks in the rookie community. And today's podcast comes from Brandy18. And Brandy says, love this podcast with two exclamation marks. Ashley and Tony are so knowledgeable and and such a wealth of knowledge. I really love the Rookie Reply episodes because they have been so relatable. Thank you for all that you do for us, rookies. And lo and behold, today is another Rookie Reply. Uh, So what are we talking about today, Ashley K? What's going on? We're talking about short-term rental regulations. So we had actually brought this up on one of our podcasts very briefly. So we thought it'd be a good idea to go into a Rookie Reply about it. Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do-not-call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller-financed 2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the BiggerPockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777 eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED lights, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. 
So where I invest right now, it, my only one short-term rental that's up and running, there is no regulation at all. Um, it's a very small rural town, but I know, Tony, where you invest, there are regulations. And uh, I believe in Joshua Tree, those regulations are changing. Yeah, exactly. So we, we thought it'd be cool to kind of talk about the changing landscapes uh, around short-term rental regulation. So before I dive into specifically what's going on in Joshua Tree, where, where we invest uh, quite a bit, I, I want to talk about that first piece, just about like policies in, in general and how we kind of navigate those in, in our business. Um, we typically like to look for places that have clear, established, and somewhat mature uh policies around short-term rentals in that city. We typically, and you know, this is us in our business, we typically avoid uh, investing in places that have zero short-term rental policies and permitting procedures whatsoever, because it, it's hard to know which way the, you know, the dice will roll if and when that city ever decides to implement short-term rental permits or some kind of ordinance. So for example, back in April of this year, uh, the city of Ithaca, New York, we were, we were traveling across the United States and we landed in, in like Western New York. And I was just doing some research around that area, that region. And one of the cities, Ithaca, New York, uh, they allowed for short-term rentals, um, but they, they ended up passing this ordinance that severely limited the ability for owners to operate their short-term rentals. So essentially, if you didn't have a lakefront property, you could only you can only list your property out 29 days out of the year, which is you know less than 10 percent of the available time that you were able to do it before. And even if you had a lakefront property, I want to say it was like somewhere in the mid 100 uh, days that you could rent out your property. So I like to invest in places that already have established really clear um, policies and, and processes around short term rentals. The second thing I look for when I'm investing in a market is economic dependency. And what I mean by this is I like to invest in places that are economically dependent on the revenue that short-term rentals generate. So in the Smoky Mountains, uh, there, there's no big business headquarters. There's no, uh, you know, uh, there, there's no universities. There's no uh, shipping ports. There's no film and TV. Same thing in Joshua Tree. Like the main thing driving these economies is the vacation industry. It's people coming in, staying for a couple of nights, usually in a short-term rental, and then going back home. So I, I, it would be very hard for me to imagine that in Joshua Tree or in the Smoky Mountains or all these other markets we're looking into, that they would tell us as the owners that we can only rent out our property 29 days out of the year because it's like, where would people stay? Like, where would people go if they limited us in that way? So anyway, I just want to preface it first by saying, you know, that that's kind of my take on, on how we've handled permits so far. Now, the, the change that happened in the area of, uh, of Joshua Tree is that they, they haven't limited or banned short-term rentals, but they, they have uh, made it a little bit more difficult uh, for folks to get their permits in terms of what you need to show when you're applying. Uh, they've increased the cost. They've also increased the cost for... Uh, like the actual permitting fee that you have to pay to, to apply. Um, and there's also talk about them limiting how many short-term rental permits one person can have. Um, if you were in before this new change, your grandfathered in. So for us, you know, we've got quite a handful of properties out there, so we're fine. Uh, but moving forward, uh, they're saying that they're, they'll limit the number of short-term rental permits that one person can have to, to two. Now, is that a bad thing? I don't know, right? 
Um, I mean, it might be a, a good thing for us because we already have a pretty dense population of properties out there. Um, and there are some ways I think as property managers, you can still add to your portfolio. Um, but it's not a ban, right? It's not telling us that we can no longer profitably operate our short-term rentals. So I think anytime someone hears about a shift or a change, they immediately freak out and say short-term rentals are the worst. And I don't know why you guys are doing this and there's too much risk. Um, but it, that, that's not always the case. I think understanding what those changes are, making a game plan and move, moving forward from there is, is the best way to go. In worst case scenario, you can go into another market. Exactly. Right? And like yeah. you said, you were grandfathered into what you had existing into that area. And then, you know, you make that pivot, you make that shift and go into the, maybe even a different real estate strategy, which, you know, you know, you would love to evict a tenant someday. But yeah, so thank you so much for that wealth of information, Tony, on just the mm -hmm. rules of regulations. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add to that? The, the only other thing that I'll add is that demand and policies are not related to one another. So even in Ithaca, New York, where they limited the number of uh, stays to 29 days, right? So there was a 90% reduction in the utility of a property. That doesn't mean that there was a 90% reduction in demand for that market. So if you ever get to the point where there's this artificial limit on supply as demand continues to grow, well, law of supply and demand means that prices go up. So honestly, if you ever do find yourself in a situation where, uh, say, the, like the number of short-term rental, uh, the, like, so let me give you a real world example. So one of the properties that, or one of the cities we invest in is 29 Palms, California, which is a neighboring city to Joshua Tree. They just recently passed an ordinance saying they're going to cap the number of permits they'll issue at any given time to 500. Well, we have three properties in that city. It's now capped at 500. So there will, there will, you know, for the near future, we'll never see more than 500 properties active in that market. So what does that mean? It means that as demand continues to increase for properties in 29 Palms, but this pool is fixed at 500, it means we can start raising our prices, right? Because there's this limited supply, but there's this increasing demand. So it means people will be willing to start paying more. So you know, it might hurt your ability to scale in a market, but honestly, it could improve your property's profitability if some of these regulations get passed. And who wouldn't rather have less properties and make more money than having more properties <laughs> more to make that less. same amount? Yeah. Right, right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's Rookie Reply. I'm Ashley at Welcome Rentals, and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson on Instagram. And we'll be back on Wednesday with a guest. And we'll see you guys next time. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com slash deals, enter a few details about what and where you want to buy, and boom, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. There's free resources only available at biggerpockets.com slash deals.
get an agent, get the deal and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com slash deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.